Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Landon Coons and Shagai joining us this morning, working the promotions, doing a nice job setting us up engineering-wise as well. Mark Dykton back in studio, Jake Quarry along with Kevin Bowen, and a guy that Kevin says is mowing the field. I say he's just blowing moisture off the field. Uh, but either way, gorgeous morning here at Grand Park for Colts camp on this Tuesday, the 1st of August. Good morning to you on Kevin and Query here on 93.5, 107.5, the fan. Colts linebacker EJ Speed going to join us here in just a second. We did see Shaquille Leonard dial back that workload just a little bit yesterday, Jake. He did not take part in the team drill. Still participated in all the rest of the areas of practice uh, Shane Steichen said just part of the plan. I think today's supposed to be probably their most active and physical day of camp, so I'm curious if kind of you know leading into that, they just wanted to dial it back just a hair with Shaq. Um, but that was a little bit of an alteration from what we've seen from him early on here through the first uh, four practice days of camp. Can I tell you one crazy theory that I have? I'll give it to you in a second after EJ Speed joins us. But in regards to injuries, remind me, that I have a conspiracy theory. Kevin. Okay, all right. I know it's you, you seem to have have a lot. EJ, if you don't mind, throw on that headset. And uh, EJ Speed is with us here live at Grand Park. Have... Now, can I say this, Kevin? We're supposed to be objective, right? Sure. And this is going to be uncomfortable. I, I, it's not even 8.30 in the morning, and I'm going to make this poor guy feel uncomfortable, okay? My favorite Colt, EJ Speed. Oh, wow. Appreciate and I, that. And I'll tell you why. I've always liked guys, EJ, that – Come in and EJ. He says this to everybody, by the way. That's right. You, you're the seventh player. No, I've always liked guys though that come <laughs> no, in no, no. and are just willing to do whatever. Like, like it just seems to me that you're the kind of guy that came in and said, I- "I'm cool with whatever my role is." And then by just going about and doing that and not worrying too much on what that role is, but making sure that you do it well, that opened up for you more opportunities where you became a Swiss Army knife kind of guy. Now, mm-hmm. am I overstating that? Nah, you, you actually hit it right on the nail. I think – well, I, I think my role was more precise than you think just because how, how deep our linebacker core was when I came in with, like, Iberflus and um and uh, Bubba. It was kind of like, all right, look here. Do the special teams thing, you know what I mean? Work your way into the defense, and then, you know, everything could be great. So, I just dedicated my time and efforts into it, and uh, I flourished in, the, in that role. EJ, to that point, I feel like you've got to be itching to play more. Like, I, I think back to the Christmas game in Arizona during the COVID year and how important you were mm-hmm. in that win. Um, I think back to, I mean, I know the opener last year is not one that a lot of people want to talk about, mm-hmm. but you had a huge play in that game that kind of changed the, the direction of that one. Are, do you feel like you're just kind of itching to say, all right, I, I knew it was going to be a little bit of a development for me in the mm. NFL, but I'm ready for a bigger role? No, nah, definitely. Definitely. I think um, it's definitely time to get that role into play and just let it let me flourish within the role. So, I mean, it's coming together. It's coming together. I don't want to seem like, you know, that anything that, that I do, I don't want to seem like I'm just expecting 
or whatever like that. But I'm just going to let my hard work take its course. And I've been doing that since I've been in the league. I mean, I go in the offseason, I work harder than anybody. And so when I come into the season, you know, that's just – I'm just reaping what I sow. Do you view kind of Shaq's health as having, like, an impact on how much you will play this season? Uh, yeah, I try not to get into that. Like I said, I just try to, like, you know, just roll with the punch. Whatever in front of me on my plate, I just take it and, and you know, I just eat within that roll. So um, if – if if um, D. Leonard can't go, then I'll be ready to step up like I always been. If he can go, I mean, I'll rally behind him. And I know, I mean, he's a hell of a player, so he'll do his thing. And then um, I got roles within myself also when Shaq is on the field. So, um, you know, that's just what it is. Are you so, surprised by the amount of work he's done out here through? No, nah, I'm not surprised, actually. You know, me and, me and we real transparent. We talk every day. So, um I mean, I already knew how, how much he was uh, coming along within the offseason and all that type of stuff. I watched him at OTAs. So, I mean, we check up. We, we brothers, so we talk all the time. So, uh, I wasn't surprised when he came out and he was ready to go and he made some plays this camp. Is it kind of hard, though, because the reality is this. The reality is that if he – and let's just say he is going to – you know, he's mm-hmm. going to be held. He goes. You guys as a defense are obviously, you know, strengthened. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't go – it's better personally for you probably because even more opportunity and yet you've got to know kind of which way you're going here in terms of how many reps you're going to get has that been difficult to wade through uh not difficult like i mean it just i mean i, I mean how many how many years have i been backing up do you learn probably like four or five right so um i mean at this point, it's it's the career. Like I accept I accept my role in my career, not into a fact of like I'm complacent within it, mm-hmm. but you know if that's the role, then that's the role, and we got to go out there and win regardless. And fortunately, I've had chances where I can step up and show guys that like okay, he is a guy that we can count on when when it's needed. So um, so yeah, I mean I'm more accepting and, and just more grateful than anything within being able to be in a role and, and be important to an organization. Is it crazy to you at all? And by the way, EJ Speed joined us here live at Grand Park, practice number five for the Colts coming mm-hmm. up at 10. I think I have this right. You're the only guy left from your draft class still here. Nah, uh, Doolin. Well, I guess he was undrafted. Undrafted guy, yeah, he but was of, undrafted. Your, of your But yeah, of my draft, draft class group. for sure, yeah. I am the only one. Me and Doolin actually talk about that all the time. Is we that joke something about you, it. do you find it like, damn, this is life in the NFL, or mm-hmm. is it more of like, I'm proud of that. You know, of the eight or nine guys, like, I clearly did something because the staff changed. I mean, Gus mm-hmm. has come in here, and clearly he's very high on you. He speaks very highly mm-hmm. of you in front of us, and they re-signed you last year. Yep. Um, how do you kind of view that of, you know, a guy that is a day three draft pick? Usually those aren't the ones that yeah. stay here longer than anybody else in their draft class. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely honorable about it. Like, I, um, I always wanted – I mean, I stayed at Tarleton State all of my years at Tarleton State um, – I always wanted to to retire with a with a squad that drafted me. It always been a dream of mine. I always thought it was cool, like to see like players who were like legendary to a team, like T. Y. Hilton. Like growing up playing, you know, like if you go pick the Colts on Madden, you playing with T. Y. Yeah, Hilton. Robert like, Mathis, Reggie. Yeah, Wayne. it's yeah. like it's kind of like that. So it's like, um, so that was always a profitable thing of me of mine, like to 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 retire with a team that drafted me. I think is big. So uh, with me to have a second contract and a chance to have a third with the Colts, if I do everything right and all the chips and stuff fall where they will fall in the right place, um, I'm definitely honorable on that. You know what I mean? So I'm proud of it for sure. There has been one defensive player that I think we would label as under the radar, maybe you wouldn't, that I feel like has really stood out through the first four days of camp to me, I guess. I'll speak for myself. Who do you think I'm talking about? 
Defensive player that stood out. Everybody been making plays. A little bit under the radar. Tell me why I've been doing this thing, too. I was going to go with Daryl Baker Jr. at corner. Oh, DJ. Yeah, D- actually, DJ been doing this for a long term. Like, he's a star. I mean, he's a starter nah, he in been, your nickel package He got long right arms. Now. He's hella athletic. Yeah. And sh- like, DJ, he been doing that for a long time. Even when he was on practice squad last year, he was making plays in practice and stuff like that. So, um so that's, that's why I really didn't hit me. Yeah. I thought you was going to go Ricky Rob. Sure, I've sure, been sure. seeing DJ do that for a long time. DJ, he legit with it for sure. Do you guys get caught up in everything that takes place away from the field? The Jonathan Taylor situation, for example, mm. and all the conversation of that, is it a, distra- is it a distraction? Uh, nah, it's, it's uncontrollable. Like, I mean, y'all, y'all hear more, more news about it than we do, actually, because – I mean, both sides aren't really too transparent. We just look on Twitter and be like, oh, this happened today. You know what I mean? So, um, we definitely – I mean, me personally, JT is one of my favorite teammates. He's been since he came in. He's done everything right. I love JT. And um, hopefully both sides can come to an agreement. Does he – and I realize the other side of the ball, so it's not like you're in meetings with him. Yeah. But have you seen it impact him emotionally? Not really. I haven't talked to him about it. Um I mean, when he's when he's around the building, he's doing everything that he needs to do around the building, within it, whether it's rehab or lifting or whatever like that. So, um, you know, I haven't talked to him. I mean, I need to have that conversation with him just as a teammate that has been here for a while. I need to have that conversation with him. But I haven't yet, so I can't really be transparent on how he's feeling. Uh, for you personally, would, would the career of EJ Speed to this point have gone and had the same success if you had come out of – Texas or Alabama or USC or does coming out of Tarleton State a smaller school being a little bit off the radar did that instill in you a little bit of a chip that you can still carry today uh definitely Tarleton State I had a um strength conditioning coach named coach Cole and he was very humbling older man had been there for a long time he's a legendary guy at Tarleton and you know he just always preached like like day by day just do the things that you need to do to be who you are you never really just chase chase like what other people got going on or anything like that so Tarleton really cultured me into the man I am today when it comes to football and how I approach the game just in the fact of like keep your head down and keep grinding because you know Tarleton isn't like a a a widely recognized school you know like you playing football you playing well you don't even know if the league is looking when when you got drafted I'm not gonna lie most people's reaction (laughs) was now where's that exactly where is that exactly you know so like you know you just head down grinding the whole time you don't know if if the NFL is even watching you have 16 tackles and don't even know if anybody's seen it so um that kind of like that kind of shaped my mentality towards the game just focus on now focus on what's in front of you and just let everything else play its part EJ, could you explain your draft story for our audience out there? Because how the Colts tell it is like they really didn't know much, if anything, about you until your pro day. Yeah. You know, this is not – you aren't a combine guy. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not something where, you know, to your point, you know, a lot of people are watching you in college. So walk me through maybe like January to April of that draft cycle, what you thought was going to happen, and then obviously what happened at your pro day. Uh, I talked to a few teams within – the uh, the draft cycle or whatever like that when it became available for the teams to talk to us. I talked to a few teams, and then um, I actually worked out in front of the coach. I guess they came to a pro day or whatever like that, and I barely talked to the coach until my 30-man visit. I came in, and um, once I looked up the roster, you know, Darius had just came off that rookie 
the rookie of the year sure. um, mm-hmm. yeah, turning and everything season. like yeah. that. And I just looked and I was like, bro, all my measurables is just like – there's my agent actually pointed out. He was like, all your measurables is just like they're all pro player that they just had. So it could be a chance that, you know, the Colts take a bid on you and just see. And then once I had a, a conversation with the organization, I felt like we all we both seen eye to eye and we – we just met on what it was, and then Ballard told me, all right, when you come in, you know, you got to prove it. You got to prove. And now he sent me the um, – and I actually sent it back to him every – at the start of every camp, he sent me my D-plus grade or whatever like that that I had as a as a, um, as a a draft pick. It was like a D-plus grade. They said that I was weak or whatever like that. So, um, so yeah, it was definitely a, a process, and it put a chip on my shoulder through that whole process and kind of still does because – that none of that was true about who I really was as a player. Pretty so. impressive story. Now going into year five again, re-signed with the Colts here this offseason and outside of the undrafted Ashton Doolin. He's the last man from that 2019 draft class. EJ, stay healthy this season. Appreciate the time here on this Tuesday morning uh, and enjoy practice number five. All right, thank you.